This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. Alrighty then, welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. Week 11 of the NFL season, uh, things aren't looking good in Philly. <laughs> the pack came out victorious against Miami. Jets stink, and uh, here we are. So, as always. Brian Cantino here. I'm with Don Fierro and Chris Morris. And, uh, yeah, we're excited for week 11. Hopefully things turn around for our teams in general and turn around for uh, some of us in general. It's been, it's, been a, it's been a bad last seven days, especially for uh, my boy Morris over here. How are you feeling? How are you feeling, man? Oh, man, the birds let us down, bro. It was not good. You know, we've had some ugly losses this year, this year too, but that was – probably the most disheartening of all i think what's worse is that we were all on board with i know we all said it was going to be a blowout yeah that's what that's what makes toughest is that i mean i will i will go with this too i watch nfl network on the sundays and that pregame show and they were all on eagles everybody was on eagles this week it wasn't like it was you know it wasn't like it was, oh, the Cowboys might win. It was, no, the Eagles will win. I mean, you should have heard the, the sports talk radio around here all week. It was literally just, I mean, oh, the talk wasn't even really about the game. It was like, oh, the rivalry's not the same anymore. Like, Dallas sucks. Like, this is going to be a walkover. Like, lay your money on the Eagles. Not even a question. And, you know, we got too fat and thought Dallas was too pathetic. And I still think they're pathetic. But what does that say about us if we can't beat them at home? <laughs> You know, that's, I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how I walked away thinking. Yeah, you can't, that can't be your mentality going in any NFL game, I feel like. so. No, clearly not. Well, at least you're not a Jets fan. I so. was going to say, Tino, how you doing, <laughs> man? That was, oh, my goodness. We were off on that, too. I thought Josh McCown was going to come in and uh, put up some points. Yeah, I thought for sure. And, that... Dom, you were right on with Shady. I told you. Yeah, it's finally busted it. out. Best game of the season. Don't doubt it. That was good. That was a, that was a good that was a good call. Yeah, that, that, that's a lucky call. I'll give you. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! He was pretty out of it. I got to give it to him. A guy that hadn't had like I don't think he had a hundred yard game all year. I was big. I was big on him, but like yeah. I said last week, it was I was betting more against the Jets defense to be awful than I was. Uh, him to do, you know, take over the game, which both kind of happened, but none of us, you know, expected Matt Barkley to be end, end up getting signed and starting. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know how that happened. We were talking about Derek Anderson last week, and Barkley <laughs> goes out and throws two touchdowns. Yeah, Barkley was playing basketball at the Y two weeks ago. And <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> threw for over three hundred yards against. Well, the we know he's, yeah, we know he's better than Nate Peterman now. R.I.P. Nate Peterman, too. Yeah, so speaking of Nate Peterman, there's been, uh, you know, four people that are no longer playing football within 2018. And uh, here's here's my rankings of them. One, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. <laughs> two, two, Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Terrell Pryor. Uh-huh. Four, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> that third, third desk Brian in there. He's not playing anymore. 
Oh, well, that's because <laughs> he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But still, oh yeah, God, that's Nate Peterman's definitely the uh, the class of that group there. Absolutely. I mean, he'll probably get a job before Lev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Let's. Uh, enough of that talk. Let's dive in to this week's DraftKings plays. Last week we were five and four on our plays. Jack Doyle was a little bit of disappointment because Eric Ebron. I don't know. It's just <laughs> I don't. I don't. Under, I don't really know like how to explain it, but basically a vulture. You know, we leave your sunflower seeds around the dugout for two innings, and all the bench players eat them. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was often the, the guilty culprit of that for anyone listening out there. Oh, as am I. So. Yeah. Eric, Eric Ebron had a hell of a day. He's really picking up his career. As a, Yeah. We had the wrong tight end. With Jack a, Doyle. With a little Andrew Luck, you know. Mm-hmm. That's all it took. Yeah, well, so the Colts tight ends are definitely dangerous. You don't know which way to go. So that's, that's going to be hard. It just really depends on how you're feeling that week. <laughs> yeah. Which is not good, but Mm-mm. it's not a really good betting way. But anyway, let's just dive in this week, see if we can uh, put, put together a better lineup and uh, give the people what they want. So, uh, Dom, let's, uh, who you got at QB? Who's slinging the rock this week? So – I think I would assume that a lot of our picks are going to have to come with that Monday night game. So my first pick will be at QB Jared Goff. You know, the Chiefs defense, you know, it's it's mediocre. We seem to be high on them every week, but I feel like that has more to do with who they're, they're matched up against. And I don't, I don't see them stopping this high-powered Rams offense. The Rams just put up points no matter what. We all know the weapons they have in Cooks and Woods, although Cup is out for the year now. But I still don't think they slow down. Uh, you know, I think Goff is your best bet. And he's at 6,400. And he's the third uh, – how would I say this? Uh, the third mo- most expensive, I guess, QB uh, this week. I mean, Mahomes on the other side of the ball, he's at 7,100. You know, those two kind of go hand in hand. I don't think you go wrong with either of them, but I think Goff is a better bet. He saves a little bit of money with him also. Yeah, I like both those guys. Um, I mean, that that game's just bound to have a ton of points. I can't wait for that. It's clearly definitely the game of the year, I'd say, to this point. Um, yeah, since Goff's cheaper, um, it's probably the right play, even though, I mean, he's good. they're going to miss Cup, but they're still going to get their points. Um, he's still going to get his yards. I mean, Cooks and Woods are definitely formidable. Um, the uh, and, but I also like Mahomes. I mean, it's yeah. He's is he the is he the most priced seventy one hundred? You said yeah. He's, he's the highest. He's the highest price. Yeah, seven. I mean, it makes sense. The Rams secondary has been pretty brutal as of late. They've been giving up a ton of yards. Um, but yeah, you can't go wrong with golf. No, no doubt. Yeah, it's really hard to um, ignore the top three names this week, especially with six teams on by. Um, Mahomes, Breeze, Goff, like, I, there's nothing really wrong with them specifically. It's just, um, you know, if you don't want to spend money, there's a couple other options. Morris, do you have anyone that's, like, lower on the spectrum? Yeah, my guy's a little lower. I got I got Deshaun Watson at 5,700. Um, I think that Washington defense really is suspect to giving up a lot of yards. Um, obviously, Atlanta, 
you know, got a ton of yards and points against them two weeks ago. And I don't know if you guys watched. I mean, I watched the, the Bucks Redskins game closely because the Eagles obviously have implications with the Skins. And Tampa was going up and down the field all day like I thought they would. They had just a complete comedy of errors from kicking to penalties to turnovers in the red zone. 500 yards of offense and three freaking points. I mean, that's, that's about as pathetic as it gets. So I'm banking on Watson to, to execute more in the red zone. Because I think they're – I mean, even Will Fuller's out, so that hurts them. But they've still got enough weapons with Hopkins and Miller. Just trade for Demarius Thomas, too. Um I think Watson could have a big day throwing the ball there. They just got to get the ball in the end zone. Another another guy I have, you know, as we're going kind of lower with salary, is ends up on the podcast every week, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Mitch, you poo. How could we forget? I think, I think I'm starting to get a little bit sold on him with the Matt Nagy offense. Yeah, I think I am too. It looks yeah. like he's getting more confidence. Yeah, I mean, he seems to, he's, seems to fit a lot better in this offense. And, you know, He's doing well, especially playing with some swagger. Yeah, and I mean they lost to the Patriots. That I mean, and now that was their last loss, but he still put up points. Uh, right. You know, I have a feeling that game's going to be a shootout this week. So he's definitely somebody that should be on your radar if you're looking to save money at the QB position. Yeah, um, I love Mitch Trubisky this week. I just think he's bought, like you said, he's just bought into the Matt uh, Nagy offense. Um, that he's got going on for him, and he's just listening and taking, soaking in everything, and he's playing unbelievable. Like we finally have to admit that he's starting to be consistent. Um, hopefully, he carries it through the rest of the season. I think at home this week against Minnesota, division rival, like you can see this team, these two teams back at it again. I think they play Week 17. I want to say um, that could end up being for the title. Uh, yeah, North. Um, I know you don't like to hear that, Dom, but it might, <laughs> I was going to say, it might, it might happen. The Green Bay Packers. But uh, Mitch, Mitch has been putting up twenty four point eight fantasy points a game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had that real, you know, okay fantasy game wise. He only had nine points against Buffalo, but they didn't need him to do anything. They just ran the ball over him. So, um, I think against a division rival, you know, they'll need him. And I think his, you know, ability to run, scramble, make plays. And then Anthony Miller is playing really well. Um, he found – he's starting to find Allen Robinson, as Dom uh, <laughs> pointed out on the court. God. Wow. So, yeah, he's got some weapons. Tariq Cohen's obviously a weapon. So, I mean, yeah, got to have faith in Mitch going forward until he uh, doubts you otherwise. So, yeah, I like Mitch, like Watson, Morris. Um, I really didn't have him on my radar until you like started talking, and I was like, wait, he's actually a pretty good play this week. Um, Kiki QT is most likely back as well. So that's right. three, yeah. three options at receiver. And then Lamar Miller, you know, he is what he is. He might not have that decent, that good of a game against the very formidable uh, Redskins run defense, but um, – I think Watson's just fine in the air. He's not going to turn the ball over like Fitzpatrick was, you know. And like you said, the secondary of the Redskins, it really isn't that good. It can it can be beat. They're um, they're ranked twenty second against QBs on the year. So I mean, I like Watson. Watson is coming off a bye too. Like they got to have some sort of plan going forward against Washington. 
So I like that. Um, another uh, one QB I have is Dak Prescott. I know you oh. guys hear that more. <laughs> oh, don't beat me while I'm down. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's not, you know, you know me. I don't like the Cowboys. No, I know. They, I they proved us wrong this past week. And they're going up against Atlanta, who yeah, is makes sense. not good at defense. No, <laughs> terrible defense. And we thought they solved their issues a couple weeks ago, too. But not when you go out and play like that against the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> that was so upsetting. That was so disappointing. I think all of America had money on the Falcons. I know I did. I, so. I did. Thank you very much, Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan and company. I also had also had would have won fifty dollars had the Eagles won their damn game. So, yeah, see, that's why I didn't bet on the birds, man. I can't <laughs> do it. I can't I can't do it. Well, anyway, Baker Mayfield had his way with the Atlanta defense last week, and um, with Amari Cooper emerging at that number one option, um, Cole Beasley as a security blanket, and uh, Michael Gallup as well playing pretty well now that. He's not trying to be a number one option. Alan Hearns is there, too. I mean, they, they have decent options now. And against the Falcons defense, that just, in, you know, lack of another word, is awful. So, um, at 5,200, saves you money. I think he gets 20 fantasy points. So, that's pretty much all you need right there. And he could get more. So, But I think his floor is pretty safe going up against a pretty, pretty awful uh, Falcons defense. Yeah, I'd say it's safe to say. Yeah, I mean, I would also say, too, with you know, going back to kind of the Mitch Trubisky, um, it's going to be, you know, time to show up for those two teams and the Bears and the Vikings. So, because the Packers are going to get hot. Um, I feel it. So, those two, oh, no. those two teams are going to have to, you know, perform well, and it's all going to lead with the two QBs and Kirk Cousins and Mitch Trubisky, so. That is true. I do trust Aaron Rodgers more than those guys. Yeah, I mean, so if the Bears want to kind of run away with this division, Mitch is going to have to play really well and it's going to have to start with Sunday night. So Yeah, I don't think they're running away with it. I think the Packers will be in it. Packers schedule is a little light coming up, too, after these next, like, two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they got so strong. It's it's Seattle tomorrow, and then it's the Vikings Sunday night football, and then it's Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, see, yeah, exactly. And then it's, I believe it's Bears. Was it Bears? Jets, Lions, I think. I'm not too sure. I yeah, know I mean, that could be nine or ten wins. But yeah, I mean, those, you know, those two quarterbacks are going to have to show up if they want to try to, you know, run the table and win the division. So run the table. The famous words of Aaron Rodgers himself. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. So we pretty much covered QBs. I do have one more guy that you'll both actually hate. <laughs> Eli Manning. Oh, no. I don't even well, want... I did look good, though, on Monday night. I got to give it to him. <laughs> no, I don't, even, I don't even want to talk about Eli Manning. <laughs> Eli. Wait, who are they playing again? Tampa Bay at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good, no, that's, I don't, that might I, be a good call. I don't trust anything about Eli Manning. Tampa Bay is a pretty big shit show right now. Yeah, I but, had to but, place money on one coach getting fired right now. But the end of the year, it's definitely Dirk Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> Not Todd Bowles. <laughs> uh, he's in there too. Those are probably my top two candidates. 
I I don't I don't like anything about the Giants or Eli. No, I don't either. But they, they look like they had something rolling a little bit the other night. They had some confidence to them. They're I definitely just, not good, but I mean the Niners suck too. But I I I don't think that's a bad idea by Tito there. The game's in New York, right? Tampa Bay is they look like a dead team, man. They give up a lot of yards all year. They have. I just don't think the Giants can put together two good games. <laughs> you know? No, probably not. You I, I just, Del said he thinks they're going to win eight in a row and run the table and make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I would love for them to win eight games. Oh, God. But hit my over for the year with them. But Oh, God, you took the over on the Giants? Who couldn't? It was it was seven, so who oh, <laughs> couldn't? Yeah, no. But, no, I don't like anything about Eli this week. <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to spend over a minute and a half talking about him, but you guys sure did. <laughs> I think it's a, that's not a bad idea. I was all, actually thinking about him, too. All I was going to say was Giants at home against Tampa Bay, Jay Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. I, they have the weapons. Yeah. And Tampa Bay stinks. So, you know. <laughs> my, Tampa Bay does stink. That's all I wanted to say about Eli. <laughs> Just throw him out there because he's definitely an option at 5,200. He is an option, people. Listen, don't listen to the dumb. <laughs> it's – I like nothing about Eli Manning. Absolutely. <laughs> Could definitely backfire on us, Tino. Absolutely. But, uh, I'm in the Eli Manning camp with you this week. <laughs> I don't know if I'll slot him in my lineup, but <laughs> – No, but like, he's an option. He's yeah. definitely an option. Let's uh, see the money spread. Yeah. So, all right. Let's. Uh, well, we've covered quite a few quarterbacks, actually. Um, let's move on to the guys that carry the ball. Um, Horace, you got a uh, who you got on your radar this week? All right. So my first guy I got going up against my Eagles, uh, Mark Ingram, priced at forty seven hundred. Um, had a big week last week. Is having a big week every week, along with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. They all just a shit ton of points every week, no matter who they're playing. Um, we'll be back in the, the friendly confines of the Superdome this week. And my Eagles defense is so against the pass. One thing the Eagles defense doesn't really do is allow a ton of huge plays. So I think there's going to be a lot. They like to keep the ball in front of them, but New Orleans will get yards easily. Um, and I think when they get down close to the end zone, Ingram's kind of shown to be their guy. I mean, they go to Kamara too down there, so either one's a play, but Ingram's much cheaper. I forget what Kamara's priced at, but Ingram's only at 4,700. Um, so, and I think, I mean, he's been good for a touchdown, it seems like, every week since he come, since he's come back, especially the last few. Um, yeah, so I think that's definitely – I think that's certainly an option this week at 4,700. Um, and my other guy is Philip Lindsay from Denver Broncos. Bust-out star, really, of the year um, at the running back position. Kind of started to take over the full workload there in Denver as well. Um, going up against the Chargers, a decent defense. Um, that Denver offense, I, I don't think they have a whole lot outside of him, to be honest with you. Um, they have Emmanuel Sanders, obviously, still, but trained Marius Thomas. Um, you know, Case Keenum, I think that the trust is sort of lost there in him. Um, and Lindsey runs hard, man. He's had, he's had really productive weeks the last two games. Um, and I think that that'll continue this week. Not necessarily, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying Denver's going to go there and score a ton of points. Um, but I think Lindsay certainly will get the bulk of the carries and he'll get his yards and probably a touchdown. Yeah. I like that Mark Ingram pick. Uh, they have like, a, they have a double headed monster going over there in new Orleans. <laughs> they look unstoppable. I don't know. Yeah. They're the Super Bowl favorites right now. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely think they are 
definitely going to be penciled in as you know one of the teams definitely make the Super Bowl. Uh, but Mark Ingram, I think it's a great pick. Another guy I'm looking at is Derrick Henry. Oh, uh, off a big week. Yeah. So Derrick Henry, he's only he's not getting crazy amount of carries, but what he is getting is touchdowns. He's getting the bulk of the carries on the goal line because he's you know, he's a huge running back, uh, and that's translating you know into fantasy points at least. So you now he's at four. He's at four thousand. I think he's definitely worth a look, just because you know he scored. He has scored a touchdown, you know, at least one touchdown in the last three weeks, and you know I think he'll be good. And he gets a touchdown, thirty carries, you know, thirty yards, not thirty carries. Uh, you know, that's what twelve, thirteen points right there at a running back for four thousand dollars. I like it. Yeah. Um... I like the – I mean, I have Mark Ingram as well. I think his price at 4700 is, like, stupid. I don't yeah, – That's great value. I'm not understanding how his prices have been fluctuating this year. He was priced at 5900 against – at Baltimore, he was priced at 5900 Last week, at Cincy, he was priced at 4500 What? I, I just don't get it. Like – uh, I'm not understanding his his pricing, but I'm not gonna, you know, ignore the fact that him at 4,700 is a steal. So I'm gonna take advantage of that for as many weeks as I possibly can. So he's definitely a really good play. I like Lindsey as a player. Um, I think he is gonna, you know, he's he's an underdog story. You know, undrafted, everything like that. He runs he runs super hard, like you were saying. He's averaging roughly like five yards a carry, something like or in in that ballpark. Um, he's got he's had a week off with a bye, and then the Chargers they're okay against running backs, but I think a divisional matchup he'll he'll run really tough, run really hard, get himself a touchdown, uh, break um, through the air as well, catching the ball. So I like I like Phil Lindsay at fifty uh, fifty two hundred. Um, and then Derrick Henry, I'm not sold on Derrick Henry. Like you said, he's really touchdown dependent. Um, if he doesn't get that touchdown, it kind of screws up your lineup a little bit. I'm actually more high on Deion Lewis than um, for the Titans just because yeah. he gets a bulk of the touches. Um, he can do both. He can get goal line touches. I, just, I mean, I don't think he's going to get them, especially with Derrick Henry being successful. But he'll get majority of the touches. He plays on every third down he's in. Um, he's even on majority. He takes over drives and he catches the screen better than almost anybody else in the game. And he takes advantage when he's in space. So I, I like Deion Lewis better at forty eight hundred. I don't know about you, Morris. Between those two, yeah, I think I like Lewis too. Um, Henry obviously had a big bust that week last week. He had two touchdowns, I think, right? Um, he did, yes. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. But Lewis has really been the guy that's been getting more of the work recently. Um, he had back-to-back huge games. I know he had a big he had a big game on Monday night against Dallas. Um, and their game before that, I forget who they played. He had a nice game as well. Um, yeah, I mean, they use him, obviously, more in the passing game, too. So, you're going to get points for reception there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Henry's not a bad play. Um, but if I'm, if I'm picking between those two guys, I'm going with Lewis. No, no, I, I don't think he's a bad play per se. I just think he's a risky play. Yeah, riskier play than Deion. Riskier Lewis. play, riskier. I would agree. Yeah. So. See that—that's the thing though with Deion Lewis is 
he is going to get more touches, yes. He is going to be more involved in the passing game, yes. But you're, you know, you're depending on him to get a lot of yards and rushing and a lot of yards, you know, through the air. When Derrick Henry, if he gets 30 yards rushing and touchdown, he's automatically right away more valuable mm-hmm. than Deion Lewis. So, no, yeah, I see your point. I definitely, I definitely see both points. Like I said, I'm not arguing really against Derrick Henry. Um, just in my opinion, I think Lewis would be someone I would rather play. But I don't fault anyone for playing Derrick Henry because of your reasoning. Like, oh, if he gets in the end zone, hell yeah, like I got my money's worth, and then I saved eight hundred dollars compared to Deion Lewis. But I think Deion Lewis's floor is literally fifteen points this week going up against the Colts. So that's three times the amount that he's priced, which is which means he surpasses value technically, as far as like there's some like DraftKings like methodology where if you do over like 2.75 times the amount that you're priced at, you surpass your value. And I think he's an easy 15 points this week just because the Colts are like, okay, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be a shootout. I think, I think the Colts are going to be able to move the football a little bit. Uh, Andrew Luck's been playing really well. So I think on the Titans side of the ball, I think they're going to need to score. And I think, I think Deion Lewis is that guy that can, you know, move move them up and down the field as opposed to Derrick Henry kind of being, you know, one-faceted and, you know, running in from the goal line. But, Dom, I definitely see uh, the Derrick Henry play. Not against it. I just, me personally, would probably go with Deion Lewis out of those two. Uh, I, I see. I see. All right. So, oh, yeah, Morris, you also you, – so you have Mark Ingram, right? Um, yeah, I had Ingram and Lindsey. Yeah, so went through those. The one guy I had, um, other than Ingram, was David Johnson. Uh, now that he's in Byron Leftwich's offense that I talked about. Oh, ago, I, he's been killing it. He, uh, yeah, yeah, he's been doing better. That's I cool. mean, it's, it's, it's hard to ignore. Last week he put up 37.3 fantasy points mm. against Kansas City, at Kansas City. So I can only imagine what he's going to do up against the 26th-ranked Oakland defense against running backs who are 30th in uh, rush yards allowed per game. So at 7,500, I think David Johnson is a really good play. He can do it through the air. He had seven receptions last week. They're just trying to get him the football. And in, uh, I guess Leftwich is doing a pretty good job. So against Oakland, I don't see him having any issues being able to move the football. So. Uh, David Johnson's definitely uh, someone I would like to have in my lineup this week. Yeah, I, I like that. He's been he's been coming on in recent weeks. Finally, after he was kind of a disappointment earlier in the year. Um, and I guess you're right. The Byron Leftwich, uh, it's it's the that's that's making the difference there. Yeah, I definitely you know David Johnson's definitely. Um, yeah, that Oakland team is. <laughs> That team is seriously dead. Uh, Worst team in the league, man. Yeah, so fully convinced of it. You're. I will look for David Johnson and just run wild on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you think back two seasons ago before he got hurt, he was the best back in football, probably. Right, he was the first yeah, draft pick. He was going into the next year, then he got hurt. Um, 
I mean, he was unreal. And now he's kind of being priced at like the seventh best running back, the eighth, the ninth, the tenth. And it's like he still has that talent. The, the team is just a little bit worse than it was. So once he they get, get they get him going again, like he's he's as good as he was. He, it's not like he was you know he's lost a step or anything. He's just gotta have someone that get, gets him the football more than fifteen times, and then he'll be successful. And that's what he's been doing. He had like twenty eight or twenty nine touches last week, which is exactly what like they need. So yeah, David Johnson definitely I think is a good play. Um, you guys have any? Other running backs you want to talk about? Nah, yeah. those are my only guys. Yeah, I'm I'm all set. All right. Um, so uh, let's move on to the pass catchers. Um, Tom, who you kind of got this week? We did pretty well last week, but uh, let's see if we could step up a little bit with the guys this week. Who are we looking at? So one guy I'm looking at, uh, fairly cheap. You know, actually pretty cheap is Corey Davis at 5600. Um, he's on a bit of a hot streak, and that's why I like him this week against the Colts. Like you said, you know, we're expecting this game to be high scoring. And last week against New England, he accounted for more than half of Mariota's passing yards. Uh, two, you know, two weeks ago against Dallas, he saw 10 targets. And then last week, he also saw 10 targets. Um, you know, look for him to kind of keep that hot streak going against a Colts defense who, you know, it's not good, but they're also not bad. You know, they're a pretty mediocre defense. Uh, so that's one guy. <laughs> the other guy is Allen Robinson. Obviously, he burned me in the fantasy that he was on my bench. Uh, put up 30 fantasy points last week. Uh, but Mitch seems to finally realize that Allen Robinson is on the Chicago Bears this year. Um, <laughs> you know, he's by far probably the most talented receiver, I would say, on the Bears. So if he can get involved like he did last week, it's it could be another high scoring game, and he can get a lot a, a lot of points. So, yeah, I like both those plays, Dom. Um, Allen Robinson, I like him for my fantasy team. Um, finally had a bust out week last week. Um, and I think he, Allen Robinson he was doing okay early in the year. Early in the year too, he went through a little. He was injured there for about a month um, in October, and when he played, he wasn't one hundred percent. I think Mitch is starting to gain more confidence now. I like I like Robinson this weekend going forward. Um, and I love your Corey Davis pick, too. That's a guy that's really, really been coming on in recent weeks. Um, had a huge game against the Eagles because everyone has a huge game against the Eagles <laughs> earlier in the year. Um, that kind of died down for a few weeks, didn't do much. But the last couple, he's really, really emerged. And you can see just by watching him, he's got pretty elite, you know, natural ability. Um, there's a reason why he was such a high pick, um, and he's coming into his end this year. Um, I had two got two other guys, even though I like both those picks a lot. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, my 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 guy, priced sixty three hundred. Um, kind of been a little quiet the last couple weeks, um, but really, I mean, he's had a very good season overall. Um, and I think that New Orleans secondary, as good as their team's been, you know, they will not last week. Their their defense is pretty good last week. Um, but throughout the season, they've given up a ton of yards, um, and especially on the outside. I mean, Ertz is obviously a good play, too, for the Eagles, but I think Jeffrey could sneakily have probably the best week of any, uh, any of our wideouts and feeling a big game from him. A um, little high price, but I think, I think they'll be worth it this week. Um, and my other guy is Kenny Galladay, uh, run up against Carolina, another defense that clearly we saw last Thursday night can be had. 
Um, I've been kind of saying that all year. I think that their their front seven's really good, but their secondary, you can. I mean, if if the quarterback has time to throw, you're going to get yards all day. And obviously, Big Ben and the Steelers completely put that on display for the rest of the league last Thursday night. Um, and Galladay, he's going to benefit from more, you know more targets, no Golden Tate. Obviously, he's with the Eagles now. Um, Galladay a little bit more expensive than Davis. Davis is fifty six hundred. Galladay's fifty eight hundred. Um, but I think that shows that Galladay clearly has value. Um, and really, another guy that when you watch him, only a second-year guy, you can clearly see he's talented. Um, you can play him inside, outside. He's big. He's fast. Um, I think he'll beat up those small Carolina cornerbacks this week. Yeah, I do uh, really like your all Sean Jeffrey pick. And I think he needs to have some really good games with the Eagles. Yeah. Think of considering, you know, competing for the division. Uh, you know he's you know he's their best receiver, and I think Golden Tate being there, you know, granted last week he did not have, yeah, you know, what do you have two targets or whatnot? Golden Tate. Yeah, I only, well, I only played like a quarter of the yeah. snaps. I think he had like two or three catches. Yeah, I mean they didn't get they didn't involve him enough. Um, well, I think that also comes with that. You still got to get used to kind of the offense and not you know, first game with the Eagles, but uh, I think. In order for Jeffrey to have a huge impact for the rest of the season, Tate's going to have to be also a huge impact for Carson Wentz. Because, look, <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey is a beast. But Man, he's been when, a, you have, when, when Aguilar hasn't been great this year. No. And with, you know, so Tate, if Tate can take, you know, get some catches, look at, get some targets, get some defense off of Jeffrey a little bit. And you know he'll have big games because he'll catch everything. You know. Yeah, I mean he catches. They definitely mastered that that back shoulder throw this year. Yeah, I mean he's just a big physical receiver, and he needs to get going. The Eagles want to compete, so I like that pick a lot. Uh, The Kenny Galladay pick. uh, Look, I think Matt Stafford is probably the biggest scam artist in all of the NFL. Wow, you've been saying that. Uh, I mean, he just, you know, he just takes the money to the bank and says, all right, I'll have a, I'll have a good season throwing the ball, but my team will finish, you know, third in the NFC North or second in the NFC North. Uh, but with that said, I do like his, I do like that pick. Uh, I would rather Jeffrey over him or like you said, like Corey Davis, but he's a good pick to definitely look at. Yeah. I, I like the picks you guys have been, uh, putting on here. I like Corey Davis. Um, love A-Rob. Kenny Galladay is someone I had on my radar. Um, Morris, I, I like Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I think at 6300 it's a good price for him this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Galladay had a really good week last week, and I think they're starting to realize that they need him, and they actually really needed Golden Tate <laughs> um, and uh, in their lineup, and um, Marvin Lewis, I mean, uh, is a, Marvin Jones, rather. Marvin Jones, yeah. Marvin Jones Jr., Marvin Lewis, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> he had a bad week, too. Marvin yeah, Jones. awful week. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he, he was a little banged up uh, last week. I think he still is. So, Kenny Galladay uh, should get a lot of targets. And that's something that um, is pretty good if, you wanna, if you're chasing volume. Galladay's definitely going to have it. Um, someone I have on my radar – 
um, probably isn't on yours, is Demarius Thomas. Oh. Up against the Redskins. He's uh, he's now a third his third week with Houston. He had a bye last week, so he was able to get more acclimated to the playbook. He's probably doing one-on-one stuff with Deshaun Watson during that week just to try to learn everything. Um, and I just think, like we were saying before with Watson, I think he's going to be throwing the ball really well against this Redskins team. And I think Demarius Thomas is going to be a very big beneficiary of that. And at 4,900, I think he's worth a shot. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much all I really had. The other guy I kind of had I was thinking about taking a shot on was uh, Cole Beasley at 4,400. Pretty much similar. Like, just he might get, you know, a lot of with, – with Dak going up against Atlanta, just a decent play. And at 4,400, who knows, maybe he gets seven, eight, nine targets and capitalizes on a few of them. And that's all you can really hope for. But, yeah, I'm not, like, thrilled with the receiving options this week. Um, I think Corey Davis at 5,600 is probably, like – the best one in the middle tier range. Um, and then Alan Robinson at 5,700 is also a pretty good pick. Uh, just the, the Vikings defense scared me a little bit, but not as much, um, you know. So, yeah, I like the receivers we've got. Um, definitely middle tier guys. We didn't really pick anyone on top. That's kind of more for, you know, the, like last week we put Alvin Kamara at our flex, which was – a yeah, uh, genius. <laughs> yeah, so if we can manage to save money at receiver and then by the time we get to our flex and we don't really feel like picking running back, you know, go for someone like Michael Thomas or, you know, Adam Thielen, like, you know, if you save the money. But it's definitely important to save the money and then, you know, benefit on what you have left over. Um, so that that are for receivers, you guys good? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to – the other pass catchers, the tight ends. Um, Dom, who you have at tight end this week? Who are you looking at? Uh, so, <laughs> one guy that sticks out, Trey Burton, priced at thirty eight hundred. The guy just gets, you know, you know the those yards that are short, you know, eight to eleven yards, uh, usually big play yards. So, and with Mitch, you know, like we said. Mitch is kind of buying into the Matt Nagy offense, so look for Trey Burton to keep continuing to get points. And look, he's, is he going to be one of those tight ends that gets, you know, 20 points? Not really. You know, maybe every once in a while, but he will get you consistent 10 to 11 points a week. So I think he's the one pick, you know, definitely a look at. One guy I would stay away from, and this kind of goes back to – you guys would probably disagree with me, but Evan Ingram. <laughs> oh, I, he he looked okay on. I think you have to stay away. You have to stay away from him. I know he's very you know enticing going up against a Tampa Bay defense, but you still have to look at who his quarterback is. So, but yeah, so Trey Burton, my pick. Yeah, I like those picks. Um, Trey Burton let us down earlier this year when we took him. I think um, I forget who that was against, but. Again, another weapon for Mitch to work with that's really been – he's been consistent all year. He's been putting up – you know, it seems like a touchdown every other week. Um, I want to say he's got like six touchdowns in the air. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good play. Uh, my guy um, – well, I had two, but my number one is probably Vance McDonald. Um, I know that's another guy we featured on this before. 
Um, but he's really had a nice year for Pittsburgh. Him and Jesse James kind of split the duties, but I think McDonald's a little bit better. Um, and he's starting to emerge as more of a trusted target for Big Ben um, going up against Jacksonville, which has really been one of the most disappointing teams in football this year. And certainly defensively, I mean, it's a defense that was probably the best in the league last year. Um, now that looks like a fluke because they've been giving up yards and points to everyone and everything. <laughs> um, and Pittsburgh's offense is humming, man. That thing looks like a machine right now. Um, no left bell, no problem. Um, I mean, everyone's having big weeks, it seems, and McDonald, I think, is going to be right in the heart of it this week. Yeah, uh, you're kind of seeing a little bit of a passing of the torch in Pittsburgh. Yeah. From Jesse James to Vance McDonald. Uh, you know, Jesse James is always going to be that reliable tight end for Big Ben, but in the future, it's going to be Vance McDonald, and he's having a hell of a year. Uh, you know, so I think he still continues to have a good game. Like you said, that Pittsburgh defense was it was unstoppable against the Carolina Panthers. And I think now you're kind of seeing the Big Ben where it's like, all right, it's time to kindly finally put it together. Let's go make a playoff run and try to win another Super Bowl. So Vance McDonald's going to be a big part of that. So look for him to have a big game. I like it. Yeah, I like Vance McDonald. I think he's uh, he's more of a, a threat in open space than Jesse James. So I think Big Ben really likes that. You know, get the football in his hands and see what you can do with it because he's pretty good after the catch. <laughs> Yeah, he does get a lot of yards after the catch, and he's not afraid to run people. I mean, we saw it on Monday Night Football, but he's not afraid to get physical with smaller defenders. So he's going to get a lot of yards after a catch, even if he is going to get tackled. Yeah, he likes throwing people around. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just really exciting. So, And I like what the Steelers are doing recently. Like we said, um, no bell, no problem. Um, I like Burton. Um, we – more, so I think the week we picked him was against the Jets, and that was just one bad game. Yeah, right, like that was just one bad game. Points, I think. Uh, but after, other than that, he's been getting a touchdown like weekly. <laughs> it's uh, pretty awesome. But so I like him. Um, so this week at tight end, I'm not sold on the middle guys. I think I'm gonna go either really high with like Ertz or Kelsey. Um, you know, obviously not under the radar, but I think you know if you can save money and you don't feel comfortable at other positions, I think Ertz and Kelsey are really safe plays. Um, but as I'm looking low on the list, I like Ricky Seals-Jones for the Cardinals going up against the Raiders. Oh, I boy. Cardinals player, but <laughs> Ricky Seals-Jones is at 2900 Uh So he can save money elsewhere. And, um, yeah, Byron Leverage's offense, baby. I love it. Digging deep on Ricky Seals. Yeah, that's that's digging deep. That's was... digging. We're going two Cardinals from Dino. <laughs> I mean, he had... must be must be on his fantasy team. No, yeah. he's not. He, he had nine targets last week against Kansas City. So oh, really, yeah. he did. Man, yeah, nine targets. Oh, wow. He, I did see him priced, and like I kind of laughed when I saw his name. I was like, oh my god, Ricky Seals Jones, just because I can't imagine digging a receiver for Arizona. Oh, and Larry Fitz. Larry Fitz and oh. Christian Kirk. Yeah, that's, that's if he's getting nine targets. I mean, those young QBs do like to go to their trusted tight end. So, we'll see. I mean, I just think the Raiders, like you said, stink. I mean, they're abysmal. Worst team so. in football. I called that the night they were playing San Fran, and I think they've done it ever since. They're, they're so bad. Yeah. They're worse than the Giants. They're worse than the Cardinals, the Bills, you name it. Yeah, so that's – that's where I'm at. Like I said, I, I'll probably 
go high on tight end. I don't really feel comfortable with anyone in the middle this week. Other than really Vance McDonald and Burnley, like you guys said. But, you know, if I, if I want to save money, I think I'll go Ricky Seals-Jones and just bank on a touchdown. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Any, any other tight ends you guys want to highlight or we good? No. Uh, I just say stay away from Evan Ingram. I agree, actually. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, he's on my fantasy team in our league, in the McDaniel Baseball League, and I'm just, I've stayed away from him, you know, the whole time. I got Burton, so. I think know. either one of the Colts guys could be potentially plays, but it's hard to know who's who it's going to be, you know? Luck Yo. like throwing to both of them, but you don't know who's going to have the big week. Probably Ebron, but I don't know. See, that's the thing, though, is on week one, Ebron, you know, Jack Doyle had the fumble, and then right. Ebron, huge game. But then oh. the next Ebron stunk. <laughs> so Doyle never... got hurt too for a little bit. So that's when Ebron really emerged. Yeah, but you, you never know what you're going to get. And Eric Ebron's been one of those tight ends in the league where it's like, all right, when's he going to go off? Okay, this is the year. Right. Mediocre year. Oh, next year's the year. Mediocre year. I mean, he was another big scam Mars over there in Detroit. They just love scamming people over there. <laughs> oh man yeah yeah it's tight it's tough in cash games to decide who to play between um doyle and ebron you know it's just you, you never know they're they're gonna like those tournament plays that they have on DraftKings, but the cash games it's like oh i don't you know especially at over when they're both over four thousand dollars it's like damn like what do i do here Kind of last week we picked wrong, you know, so it's real tough. Um, all right, well, we covered all the, the cool players. It's time for defense. Time <laughs> for defense. Oh, that's like the most depressing words of my day. It's the best part. Um, Who we got, Dom? You're, you're oh, a defensive specialist. I, I mean, defense-wise – I'm looking at then the Steelers at 2,900, uh, you know, against the Jaguars. I think that could be a good bet. That might be your best play of the week, or you know, the Cardinals at the Raiders or against the Raiders, uh, 3,100. Those are just basically going off of two battle offenses. Uh, but even Jacksonville put up some points last week, so I, I don't know. Can we pick the Jets on the bye? I mean. <laughs> They can't give up points, so. What if I could? Yes, yeah, I mean, true. Now I. Uh, I it's, it's hard to it's hard to know because I mean nobody has good, good defense anymore. You know, you just got you got to bang with some turnovers, some fluky things happening. But no, nah, I mean it, the league is just so offensively driven. It's it's, it's hard to know. We can week. That's what the NFL is. It's the Big Twelve. Yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of is. That's what they want too. I mean, at some, they've at some point, at some point they're going to have to make the overs like. 90 each game because it's just yeah. oh nonstop points. I mean, yeah. Uh, I I guess your best bets the Steelers. Maybe the Texans. You know they're at 2600. That's who I was thinking you know, against too. the Redskins. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just very tough. Yeah, it's the two teams that like sorta call my eye, but not really because this is super boring. But the Steelers. And the Texans, they're really the only two teams where I'm like, eh, I'm pretty comfortable playing them. The other team is the Bears, honestly. I mean. <laughs> yeah. At, I mean, they're a play of the week, too. Yeah. I mean, at home, 
uh, I don't know. <laughs> the problem, the problem I have with the Bears' defense this week, at least, I mean, it's a very good defense, but Kirk Cousins, you know, with Elin and uh, Stephon Diggs, I just think that there's more room for them to not do well. The Bears, where they're going to get into a shootout more than there is where they're going to have a dominating performance like they have had the past few weeks. So that Bears pick, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's never it doesn't hurt to roll with them because who knows? We could be completely wrong, and they have a thirty point uh, defensive game. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I would I would say Steelers. I, I could see Titans maybe too as a, as a dark horse if you you know you got money used up elsewhere. Um, you can only fit in a twenty five hundred dollars slot. <laughs> I think their defense good. Their defense is physical. They they steamrolled the Pats last week. Um. Going into Indy, which has been a, you know, a pretty good offense, I guess this year. But divisional game, those divisional games in the AFC South seem like they're always low scoring. So that that could be one. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. I mean, you can even look at the other side of the ball, the Colts too. Because you know, if you were to take a shot, yeah, Titans, you can take a shot potentially. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, once we're getting under the Titans and the Colts. It's real bad. Like it's a crapshoot, man. It's the Bengals defense that just gave up fifty-one. It's the Falcons defense that just got torched by Baker Mayfield. It's the Giants defense that just let Nick Mullins throw for a couple touchdowns on them. It's the Raiders defense that got blown out by Nick Mullins in his first career start. So I mean, it's it's real crapshoot past twenty-five hundred. So. Uh, if we had to go past that, I would say the Cowboys may be your best bet. Maybe. Just because they might be able to get a few sacks. and you know. But <laughs> other than that, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But the Falcons at home, man, they could still score the ball. So, I, I don't know. It's tough. It's yeah. Tough. It's, it's a tough uh, – it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, so. It's always tough, man, on the defensive side. All right, so Jets on the bye. That's our pick. Yep, Jets on. Yeah, Jets on the Jamal bottom. Adams. No one. It's a good week for. Uh, it's weekend at Bullsies. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would like rather take the Jets on the bye because you know they're giving up zero, and you know they'll score zero. But that'll be the score, but you're not getting a negative like they have previous weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't you can't give up points when you're not playing. So. Exactly. All right, well, we've covered all positions, covered everything. Um, let's uh, let's head into predictions here. My Jets are thankfully on a bye. So, <laughs> to, you know, watch whatever they're going to put out there again. Um, so let's, uh, let's go to the Eagles, Morris. Oh, I have to do this, really. <laughs> Jesus. What a disappointing season. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, they're granted immunity for this year because of what happened last year. I mean, no one's ever going to forget winning the Super Bowl. But, uh, I mean, I wanted to say the first half struggles of the season, you know, when we lost to Tennessee, when we lost to Minnesota, Carolina, all in tough fashion, a couple at home. It's like, you know what? They're just, you know, it's Super Bowl hangover. First half of the year, they're getting their legs underneath them. They're going to get to the halfway point. You know, they're going to come back roaring after the bye, Golden Tate. Everyone's getting healthy. Offense is starting to get is going to start to get rolling, and we saw what happened on Sunday night against 
Well, it's just not a good football team. I mean, you're not going to convince me that the Cowboys are good after that game. I know they beat us. They played pretty well. I still don't think they're a good team, but that looks like it shows the Eagles aren't a good team. Unless the NFL is just so week to week, which it is, anything could happen. I mean, I do expect us to give an effort this week. I mean, we're really playing for our our lives at this point. Um, You know, four and six is pretty, pretty damn bad, especially for a defending champion. Um, And, I mean, I don't like our chances to win. I think we're going to come out, you know, with a sense of urgency. We're going to look to, you know, get rolling on offense early, which has been a a struggle for this team all year. Um, But, I mean, you can move the ball in New Orleans, and you're going to have to control the clock. You're going to have to limit their their opportunities on the field. Going to have to control time possession, which is what they did so well last year and which is what they haven't been able to do this year, in large part because they just don't have a running game like they did last year. There's no – LeGarrette Blunt, there's no J.H.I. Corey Clements has shelled himself. Darren Sproles is done. He's been out the entire season with a hamstring injury. Um, the offensive line has been beat up. Lane Johnson was out. Jason Peters is old and hurt. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a plethora of things that are contributing. But I think they'll put up fight this week. I don't think they're going to win just because I think New Orleans is the best team in football right now. Um, and I can't see – I mean, I don't see the Eagles going down there into that place and actually winning. Uh, I think they'll give them a game, though. I think they'll score some points. And I don't think they haven't – even though New Orleans is the best offense in football or one of the best, um, the Eagles defense, they give up yards, and they don't usually give up a ton of points. Um, so I don't think they'll get – I mean, they'll give up points, but not – I don't think they're going to get a 50-burger laid on them like the uh, like Marvin Lewis and the Bengals did last week. <laughs> um, I'll go 31-24 uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I mean – the Eagles right now they're plus eight. By the way, um, yeah, I mean that sounds. It was seven too. It's going up, so that's that's not a good sign. Yeah, um, that game. Other than the Eagles losing me money, uh, you know, Dallas was giving them that game. It was like, yeah. take it, take it, but they just never did. They never cashed in on opportunities, and then they kind of got you know, like I said last week, I said watch out for that Dallas and when they're desperate and trying to win games because they'll get it rolling. And, yeah, you know, that's what they did. And granted, I mean, <laughs> the Eagles were very close to come coming to a tie. No tie at the end. Uh, they just – something's not clicking with them. Uh, no. Yeah. And I don't know. I know the defense is really banged up. Uh, but every, you know, defense like we, we've been talking about, you know, everything's going to be high scoring. It's going to be can you – match us, you know, in scoring, you know, can we go yeah. drive for drive with touchdowns and points? Uh, you know, but I do think the Eagles bounce back back this week. Uh, I think Carson Wentz has, you know, he had a big game against the Cowboys. I think he has a big game this week uh, against the Saints. And look, I think if they can go, you know, touchdown for touchdown, you know, if the Eagles can kind of put themselves in a position where in the fourth quarter they're either up or you know, down a little. I think they could win this game. I don't think. Yeah, they, I don't think they win simple. this game, but I think it's a lot closer than people think. Yeah, and no, I don't think I don't think they're going to get crushed. I mean, they really haven't been a team, really. Even when they weren't, even Carson's rookie year two years ago, when they were seven to nine, they didn't really get blown out a ton. And obviously, last year they won thirteen games, and you know the losses this year have been close and hard fought and pretty heartbreaking, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I could see that happening again. I mean, it's just 
it's a it's a lot of things and i mean last year they had injuries they had such top heavy injuries they had injuries to star players obviously Wentz, jason peters who was still playing at an all pro level sproles our middle linebacker jordan hicks this year it's just been the quantity of injuries i mean there are so many guys that are either on ir or out for multiple weeks or were out to start the season then came back and are banged up now i mean it's the list is especially defensively i mean if you go back to the start of the season um, they're currently without four of their top five defensive backs. Uh, we're out for the year, Ronald Darby and Rodney McLeod. Um, and then Jalen Mills and Sidney Jones were both out last week and both might not play again this week either. Um, so, I mean, that's just the, that's the moral of the story. Malcolm Jenkins is the only, you know, starting D back back there standing still. Um, it's, it's hard to win games like that. That's part of the reason why you give up that many yards to Dallas. Part of it's, you know, Jim Schwartz and <laughs> D-line not being as fresh, but, you know, that's a big reason. Jim Schwartz is playing is playing for another uh, head coaching job somewhere. Schwartz, he's out, man. I'm, I've had it with him. Yeah, it's he, been – yeah. I'm, he's I'm, he's right. He won – he showed he could still coach defense. Wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, wins yeah. the Super Bowl and gave up 600 fucking yards in it too. Hey. He won. Hey, it. we won. I have no complaints. <laughs> I ain't got Jim it. Jim Schwartz was one sack fumble from Brandon Graham away from being an infamous Philadelphia figure forever. That is true. Um, I mean, he he has some moral of the story. Give most passing yards to to quarterback in Super Bowl history. He's they, but the Eagles in order for them to try to win this game, they need to match it. They need to match you know, point for point with the Saints, uh, and they can't get down early. And if they do happen to be up, you know, at some point, 14-10, 17-10, they need to put the game away. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Oh, they, need to, they need to score and just never take their foot off the pedal. I hear you. That just hasn't been their MO, but I'm hoping it changes. But yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, never we know. Falcons are going to blow out the Browns, and yeah, look what happened. So, I give it Sunday. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> we'll see. Well, the uh, the Eagles are never going to have an opportunity to put uh, their foot to the pedal because they're going to be stuck in neutral <laughs> the entire game, and Drew Brees is going to have hit have his way with the field. Oh no! Are you, are you predicting a blowout, Tino? Is that what I'm feeling? I think Michael Thomas may have another 200. Plus oh, no. I can't do it. Shades of Calvin Johnson on Thanksgiving three years ago. That's not what you want to hear. He left him on an island with a rookie corner. He had like 300 receiving yards. 38-17. Oh. Roll. Oh. The Saints, do it to me. Oh. the Saints are going to go marching into the end zone. Way oh, back. no. Oh, it's going to happen, too. Uh, I think this game's a lot closer. I think it's uh... – now, I think it ends up being like 31 27. I, know, and I hope it's a good game. But... Saints, you know, I, you know, Saints obviously win, but. We don't score points, is the thing. They, they don't have like. We don't have the necessary speed that a lot of teams on offense have. We have good players. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Hurts, they're really, really good players. We don't have. That's why, I mean, every drive takes like seven, eight minutes. We have to go the full length of the field because our defense <laughs> doesn't cause any turnovers. And they either stall they stall out on third or fourth down. They have to kick a field goal, and they score touchdowns like half the time. But half the time's not good enough because then you end up with 20, 23, 24 points instead of 28, 31, 34 points. 
Yeah, uh, it's you're going to have to depend on that Saints defense kind of being not very good. <laughs> um, but, no, I think I just think they can do it. You know, they have the pieces to put it together to put together a good game on offense, and you just got to hope it all clicks this week. <sighs> I hope so, man. It's do or die week, really. I mean, four and six, uh, I think you can stick a fork in them. Eh, I don't know. I think I think nine. NFC East, you know, you never know. I, I hear you, but four and six is pretty bad. Nine and seven can win the division. Like I just don't think it, this is the week they do it, especially because in the recent weeks we, we've been saying, oh, this might be the week they turn everything around, and it's just right happened. So it maybe, becomes a broken record at some point. Yeah. So maybe let's just be like, all right, they're going to get blown out. Accept that they get blown out, and then the next week they come back and win. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just, we do play the Giants at least the week after. So my That's, my real thing really isn't about the Eagles per se. It's more about the Saints. I just think they're unstoppable. Yeah. That's really so. And like we were saying earlier, like Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, two headed monster. Like Michael Thomas is arguably the best wide receiver in football this year. If not, you know, I don't even think it's an argument. Really, I think he's the best in football this year. But yeah, I just think he's he's gonna just. And Drew Brees is going to have a field day. Absolute field day. Yeah. Oh, all right. Enough of the Eagles. It's enough. Let's, yeah. Uh, enough to be serious. Let's uh, slide on over to Thursday night football. I'm actually, again, intrigued by this matchup. Um, we have the Seahawks and the Packers. The Packers are on the road going into Seattle, which is a real tough place to play. So, uh, I think it's gonna be a really good game. Uh, I'm having, I've been sick all week. <laughs> Ghosts of the past in I mean, Seattle, Dom. That's just, heartbreakers just, up there. Just sick. There's. <laughs> I mean, I've won. I was driving home from work today. And I said I might throw up just thinking about this game. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse, the fail Mary or the NFC Championship? The NFC Championship's got. Uh, no, the NFC Championship by far. Yeah, that's uh, the yeah. Mary is horrible too. At least that was a regular season game. Uh, once I was watching the Seton Hall game, right, and once I started to get blown out, I said to myself, "Let me, you know, get myself a little pumped up you now and talk about this game tonight." So I had to watch that NFC Championship game, and oh no, Golden Tate just put his hands on the ball and somehow get called a touchdown. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, the Packers are 0-3 in their last appearances, uh, you know, in Seattle. They should be 2-1, <laughs> but, God, I still have nightmares. <laughs> but I think uh, it scares me to death that they have to go to this game on a Thursday night. I I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about it. Uh, I hope that the offensive line protects Rodgers because – the last thing I need this season is him getting hurt in Seattle. Um, but you saw last week, Aaron Jones finally, finally let him run the ball. You know, he's one, he's going to be a top back in the league in a few years. Uh, extremely talented. So if they can keep that running game going, it opens up the play action for them. You know, they want to get Jimmy Graham more involved, but he just hasn't kind of seen the targets a week in and week out. Uh, you know, Devonta Adams, in my opinion, he's a top seven receiver in the league. Uh, you know, had two touchdowns last week. He's just he's an elite wide receiver in this game, and you know, in the NFL. 
Uh, you know, but in the offensive side of the ball, they're going to have to keep up with Seattle because Seattle's kind of got a sneaky good offense. Uh, yeah, the running game's good. Yeah, I mean they're they're you know they almost beat the Rams last week. I mean, so mm-hmm. they're, yeah, they scored thirty-one points. Yeah, it's going to be. It's I think it's going to be good. You know, it being on Thursday night football is what scares me, and it being in Seattle, God knows what antics are. Gonna yeah. Be. So I really hope the Packers blow them away, and there's no one. Although they were blown away in the NFC Championship game, we all saw how that happened, how that turned out. Um, you know this defense needs to step up. You know they stepped up against, you know, the Dolphins, which is whatever. But look, if that's the kind of game you want against the Dolphins, if you're the Packers defense, where you play well, have a little confidence going into, you know, a little momentum going into Thursday Night Football. So we'll see. Uh, Breland kind of stepped up last week as a you know defensive back. You know, had an interception, played really well. Jair Alexander's a stud. I mean, if he's not defensive rookie of the year, I don't know. Something's yeah, wrong. Yeah, he's good. That guy can play. Yeah, I mean, he's really good. And what you really need to see, though, this week, which you really haven't seen much of, saw this past week, you saw a little bit against the Patriots, too. Uh, you need that defensive line to really start getting, to get after Russell Wilson. They're way too talented to be, you know, not take control of the game on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark's one arguably one of the best defensive tackles in the game. That's I mean, I know that's probably Packers bias, but he's really good. Uh now there's no BJ Raji, but he's close to it. Uh, <laughs> oh BJ Raji, that's a blast. Yeah. So Bergen County native also, by the way. What's he doing these days? Who knows? <laughs> uh you know, so I had to, you know, a score wise, I hope the Packers blow them out. I hope they beat them like 38 to 7. There's well, no that's not happen. any antics happen. No, there's no onside kicks fumbled. There's no <laughs> balls. T- there's no football touched in the end zone somehow called a touchdown. Any replacement I, refs walking yeah, through that hope, tunnel? I hope every ref has been in the league for about 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> I mean, nothing goes, nothing about me goes, you know, thinks this game is going to go well. But I really hope they blow them out. And if you look at it too, the last two games against the Seahawks—I mean, they've been home, they've been in Green Bay, but they have beaten—you know—they've beaten up on them pretty good. So we'll see. I think the Packers win. You know, it's great. I'll take a blowout one. I'll take the Packers, 31-17. I don't know about all that, but (laughs) but I do think it's going to be a good game. I think it's a good game. I think two teams that are desperate. Two teams that really, I mean, Seattle especially, I think, because Green Bay can still win the division. They got some division games up, but Seattle really knows their only chance in the playoffs is going to be a wild card. Um, so they got to keep pace, and they're at home. I think they're going to come out really desperate. Um, I agree. I, you know, these Thursday night games are weird. You know, weird stuff happens. Um, generally, a lot of points are scored, and I kind of think that's going to happen again. Because, um, I mean, Green Bay's defense has been getting better, but I think you're right, Tom. I think Seattle's got a sneaky good offense. Um, and I think at home they'll be they'll be executing at a high level, um, and I think Rogers is going to have to match points, and I think he, I think he will. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers by field goal uh, in this game. I think uh, 27-24 Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing about Aaron Rodgers is he's some for some reason for a Cali kid seems to love to play in the weather that's 30 degrees or less. He does. It's true. Uh, you know, he kind of thrives in those situations, and I don't know if that's just because 
you know, he has this mentality where, well, it's not going to affect me, so it better not affect anybody else on the team. But you know, I, I just think this game could either go down to, like you said, a field goal, or it could be a blowout the Packers' way. I don't think the Seahawks have any chance of blowing out the Packers. But I do think it can go either Packers' field goal or a Packers' blowout. <sighs> so uh, I found a little bit out about B.J. Roger. He's actually on a hiatus from football. Um, he saw his retirement. He announced his retirement, but said he'd be back in the he, 2016. Do you want to know? Getting old, getting old, BJ. Do you want to know when he know. retired, Morris? What? We were in Winter Haven, Florida, my senior year. And we were oh, my playing God. FDU, Florham. Jesus. We just so that was up. when? Uh, it was my senior year, so 2016. Oh, man, so that's like two and a half, almost three years ago. We had just smacked FDU in the B game, you know, B game pride. <laughs> B game pride. I looked at Snipe, and I said, BJ Raji just retired. And he was like, what the hell? Why is he retiring? And I was like, I don't know, but they better, <laughs> they better figure something out because he's a huge piece of defense. So, All right, well, yeah, anyway, I just had to share that piece of information. Um and, uh, yeah, so I've been thinking while you guys are talking, um, the most Packer way to lose this week. Oh. Always won. <laughs> don't give it to me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I just don't want to hear it. Hook and lateral from Doug Baldwin oh, and Tyler Lockett. Oh, no. Hook and lateral. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will. So, there's one definite about tomorrow, right? And that's that the Miller Light and Soap Cut will be on ice. Okay. They will definitely both be on ice. If that were to happen, I may not wake up. <laughs> I mean, I would I would hope Seattle will blow up before that happens. Uh, a hook and lateral from Doug Baldwin. I love it. <laughs> I, I, would, I would. That'd be painful. I don't know if I could do this podcast anymore if that happened. What about like a blocked field goal return for a touchdown? Uh, well, my point is it's going to be 34-30 pack, right? Yeah. 15 seconds ago, no timeouts. Russell Wilson works magic. Throws a slant to overliable Doug Baldwin, who's having a terrible year, by the way. Huh. Yeah, and yeah, Tyler yeah. Lockett comes across with blazing speed. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the pitch, Doug Baldwin, and then just burns every single one on the Green Bay Packers, and they win 36-34 at home. There's a thriller. I think if that happened, Rodgers might murder everybody on the team. I mean, Yeah, I think you would. And this is uh, – let's not get this wrong. This is a must win for the Packers. Must win for both teams, basically, but I only care about the Packers. So, you know, if they want to try you – no, know, they could still win this division. Uh so this is this is a must win. Let's just hope that doesn't happen. Otherwise, there's going to be problems. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. I got thing anyway. You know, that's just I was just thinking of the most Packer way to lose. But it also you know. could be on like a, a two point conversion somehow intercepted and whatever and returned all the way. I don't even know if you can do that anymore. But that could also happen. Yeah. Just freaky things happen in Seattle when the Packers play, and I just don't like it on Thursday Night Football. Just don't like it. Yeah. 
Thursday night's tough, but yeah. So we got two for the pack, one for the Hawks. I have to be the outlier there. Uh, my Jets are on a bye. Thank God. Uh, yep. The game I guess I'm excited for really is yikes. Not many. Uh, <laughs> the Thursday night game in Packers Seahawks. Yeah, the thir- that's that's one of the more, more games I was hyped for. I'm hyped for Bears Vikings. Um, the Monday night game, obviously. Chiefs, Chiefs Rams. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, about. Well, yeah, they're nailing the the national games, which is good. Thursday night Packers Seahawks. Late Sunday afternoon, Eagles Saints. Sunday night, um, Bears Vikings. Monday night, Chiefs Rams. That's all good. And then you kind of yeah. get you know the one o'clock games are. That's, I got that's, those are the fantasy games, you know. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm excited for, and that's the Giants. Titans. Giants Bucks should be the most oh, game at the one hour. I don't want to watch a single minute of Buccaneer football the rest of the year after that shit <laughs> performance last week. I'm losing my mind rooting for the Bucks against the Redskins, and they completely let me down. I think that game could be very exciting for how bad it's going to be. Ugh. I don't know, dude. I was about seven. Drinks in on Sunday. Watch, <laughs> watch the Bucks Redskins, and let me tell you, it was not one bit of entertaining. Like oh. one, the skins suck. For all our skins listeners out there, I know I, we have friends who are skins fans. At, at you, you got to know you're not good. At Antonio, at PJ, at Brad, at Brad yeah, I mean, at like, Mike Dunn, at Turkey Peach, at oh. Faxton, who's a fake Redskins fan. Oh. Um, well, listen. <laughs> Just him on this podcast again. Yeah. He's never again. Good night. All right. Well, we've uh, – all right. We, we, we got all the predictions down. We got uh, all the our players in. Um, just want to give a shout-out to uh, our most loyal listener, Tom Gallo. Oh. Thanks for listening. Love you, Tommy. I, I wish – I'm happy that you don't have to watch the Jets this week, Tom. That's what I'm happy about. Yeah, we can uh, – we can drink in peace this weekend. <laughs> Smoke some heaters and relax, Tom. You can pull on. So I do have a quick story for you guys. So I'm looking on Twitter today, and for the NBC, the local NBC station up here, has the article. So I read it, and it goes, <laughs> driver arrested for drunk driving. When the cop pulled him over, they are like, you know, have you been drinking, blah, blah, blah. And he said he was – he he was drinking because of the Jets, and that's why he got pulled over <laughs> for, for the DUI because he was drunk because of the Jets. Oh, they didn't. They didn't. They, they didn't let him go. I feel like that's understandable. Oh, no, you can't. You can't let. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I just I want to advocate drunk driving to our audience. I just thought that was funny that <laughs> that was the reason that he stated about him drunk driving and getting arrested for it. That was funny. So poor guy. Oof. Yeah, a Jets fan and an arrest in the same day. That's not good. No. <laughs> if there's anybody that could get that guy out of jail, though, it'd be Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Does this case hold water? Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> Funny how. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and on that, we will, we will end this week. <laughs> thank you thank you all for listening you're great we had our uh most most views this past week um obviously we're doing something right um stay loyal we'll uh we'll keep uh bringing all the knowledge we'll be the bringers of knowledge
This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog. Alrighty then, welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Catino here with Dom Piero and Chris Morris. It is a special week in the NFL. We have three Thursday football games for Thanksgiving. Want to wish you all happy holiday. And then uh, we got a huge Sunday slate as well, but just for today we'll talk about the three Thursday Thanksgiving Day games. Um, what we're going to do is go through the captain mode on DraftKings. So for the captain mode, um, they highlight uh, one game usually each week, but this week for Thanksgiving, uh, they do all three Thanksgiving Day games. Um, you pick between each team for both. I mean, you pick between both teams for each game. Um, so, for example, for game one, it's between the Bears and the Lions. You just pick players between each team, and you spend a, you have a $50,000 cap. You pick a captain. Your captain is one and a half times its regular cost, and but it gets one and a half uh, times the points, so it's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to dive in, uh, start with that first game. It's Bears-Lions. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. The uh, Lions are usually on Thanksgiving, so – Always exciting. Um, what are you guys looking at for that game? Who, who are you guys looking at? Um, I got uh, my – well, my number one guy, price a little high, uh, Tariq Cohen. I just think this guy's a stud. Um, he's delivered week after week this year. Um, and, you know, going up against the Lions defense, that's okay. It's not bad. They're decent from week to week. But I think – I mean, Cohen's really been what seems like their number one we- weapon all year. Um, whether he's catching the ball out of the backfield or running it. Um, so he's my number one guy, kind of the obvious choice. Um, and I, I like Kenny Galladay, too. Um, had a touchdown last week. We, I know we talked about him last week, too. Um, and I think, you know, playing at home again. Uh, Bears defense is obviously good, but Galladay's shown. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a pretty underrated talent. Um, and now that, you know, Golden Tate's out of there and Marvin Jones banged up, he's really emerged as their number one guy. Um, so I would look for him to get continue to get as many targets and – probably the production too yeah i do like that uh tyree cohen's kind of emerged as not only like the lead back but one of the probably lead pass catchers on the team too uh and which is saying something with a lot of talented receivers for mitch um and then kenny galladay yeah i mean you know, although wasn't he he was banged up right is he playing yeah, no, he was banged up, but I think he's I think he's good to go. I saw sure. something recently, something about him, an ankle or whatever. Nah, I think he I don't see him, I don't think he was on the injury report at all. I, don't know. I think he's good. Well, uh so two guys I say, you know, the, both those picks I love though, especially for captain's mode. Those guys are gonna get you a lot of points. Right. Um uh, two two things I do say uh is the Bears defense. <laughs> uh <laughs> So in you know in captain's mode everything is priced a little bit higher usually, All right? Uh, but that Bears defense has just been crazy. <laughs> it's been so good, and you know they kind of showed you on Sunday night against the Vikings. So I think you have to play the Bears defense here in this game. Uh, you know they're just they're way too good not to play. They Khalil Mack is just a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, with the fumbles and they're getting sacks and they're getting a lot of interceptions now too. You know, they're playing really well. They're at 7,200. Definitely something to look forward to uh, when you're looking at your lineup. And another guy that I, I think is uh, 
is what's his name? Anthony Miller. I liked him too. I had him. Yeah, he's having a he's having a little bit quiet of a season, and now he's starting to emerge. You know, he's catching touchdowns. He's having a pretty good year so far in this Matt Nagy offense. Yeah, the look, Matt Nagy offense. Yeah, look for <laughs> look for Mitch. Keep trying to find him in in the red zone, and you know, he, if he gets space, he can make the catches. He's he's a lethal weapon. Agreed. I like Anthony Miller a lot. He had a touchdown on Sunday night, right? Against the, I believe he had the first touchdown. Yeah, I think he had the first touchdown of the game. Nah, Mitch does a good job spreading the ball around there. He definitely takes full advantage of his weapons. You know, he had a couple up and down moments on Sunday night, but for the most part, he managed the game fine. Um, you know, and he spreads the ball around. I mean, Allen Robinson was kind of quiet, but made a couple of plays when he needed to. Um, Burton, obviously Miller. Um, yeah, I think he, I think Miller could have another good week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... You know, and we talked about it too that the Bears want to really get after it and try to put this division away. They're going to need Mitch Trubisky to play really well down the stretch. And you know, one game down, he played. You know, he didn't play. I wouldn't say he played great on Sunday night, but he did enough to win the game and put them a little bit further away from the Vikings and the Packers. Mm-hmm. So, but this one should be a fun, a fun game, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the picks you guys are, are saying, and um, I think the consistent thing here for the captain mode this week is staying with the captain. I think it should be a Bears player, um, at least, you know. Um, and you don't want to spend too much money at the captains because it takes away the money from the other flex spots. So, I, Dom, I like you saying Bears defense because yeah. that's saving you a lot of money. <laughs> If they have an outrageous day, um, like they, they did the past three weeks, basically, um, it's one and a half times those points, and you're spending 7200 saving a, bo- a boatload of money. So you allow, it could allow you to possibly have Mitch and, like, um, Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Galladay as well. You know what I'm saying? So I like that, Dom. Um, yeah, to me, to me, staying low – at the captain's position is important to save money for the other uh, flex options. Yeah. So go ahead, Dom. So here's the bears stats against the last time they played the Lions. So they played the Lions week 10, obviously in Chicago, the bears had two interceptions, the bears defense, two interceptions, one defensive recovery, fumble recovery, six sacks. They let up 22 points and a total of 305 yards, and that was good for 12, point, 12 fantasy points for that day. Now, if you put them at the captain, it's 1.5 points or 1.5 times points. So, I mean, I can't do that math in my head. but if you, <laughs> It's 18 points. It's 18, you, 18 you, points, yeah. That's right away. There you go. That's pretty smart, actually. So That's a good theory. Yeah, you know, I am. I may not be smart at math, but I do know – my sports the the idea is is definitely smart yeah you're preaching to the choir there morris (laughs) yeah so so can we agree that we should we think maybe bears defense for that captain spot yeah yeah i I like it i think that's definitely the way to go i think you save yeah you save a lot of money makes sense all right i'll lock that in here real quick all right so 7200 we have 42 uh, $42,800 to spend right now on five players. Uh, I think the next Morris, you already mentioned him. Kenny Galladay has got to be. In yeah. Galladay has got to be in there. Their number one receiver. No doubt right now. Yeah. Marvin Jones is still going to be out. I'm pretty yeah, sure. He's, I think he's, he's questionable at best and it doesn't sound like he's going to play. 
Yeah, and where the Bears defense does allow points is the receipt is top receivers. Um, I mean, Thielen and Diggs both had good days on Sunday Night Football. Uh, so I think Kenny Galladay can do somewhat of the same. Um, and I know we picked Bears defense as you know getting points. They'll still they'll still get their turnovers. They'll still get their points. But I think Kenny Galladay will get his. Yeah, that, yeah, he definitely will. And Matt Stafford's a gunslinger, so it could work out both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of volume. Um, going his way and a lot of volume from Stafford. So more opportunities for picks. Um, I think you'll find him in the red zone here and there. I mean, he's a great, he's a great receiver. He's definitely number one option. So uh, I think he'll, he'll do something inside the dome, you know, a short week um, on Thanksgiving going to be at house. So I, I can see that happening. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. I think another guy you could slot in there this week is, uh, is Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, he had that monster game against Detroit in Week Ten. Yeah, thirty-four point three fantasy points on DraftKings, hundred and thirty-three yards, two touchdowns. I think he's definitely somebody to take a look at. Uh, you know, in this game, and he's priced at nine thousand dollars, so it's definitely not expensive, really, in a captain's mode game at all. Yeah. Now, what do you think about that, Morris? What do you think about uh, a Rob? I like A-Rob. I mean, he was quiet last week, which is the only thing. Um, but, again, that's true. That game was outside in the freezing cold, and he did do major damage against the Lions D two weeks ago. Um, and playing indoors, yeah, on the track. He could be a play. He's priced. Is he below? Um, no, nah, he's he's pretty heavily priced. But I guess if we're going with the defense. Yeah, he's at 9,000. Uh, yeah. No, no, he's at he's at thirteen. For some reason, when you click on a thing, it says nine thousand. But in captain's mode, he's at he's at really thirteen thousand five hundred. I don't know why they wouldn't just put the damn thing there. But uh, oh, so see. yeah, so he's at thirteen thousand five hundred, not nine thousand. Okay. All right. Um, so who else? Who else we got? I'm looking down, and I see um, someone we could save money with, possibly. Uh, Trey Burton. What do you guys think about Trey Burton? That's our boy. I mean, we've trusted him other times this year. Um, I don't know. We think we should put a, another Lions guy in there. Uh, I was thinking Theo Riddick, maybe. I mean, he's good for. I mean, he gets a lot of targets out of the backfield. He doesn't get a lot of yards, but I don't know. Yeah, I was also thinking about Theo Riddick solely because Carryon Johnson's most likely not going to play. True, I forgot about that too. Um, I'm so he's going to yeah. get a lot more opportunity. Uh, let's see. Last week he, he had seven targets again. Mm. So uh, he's, he's going to get seven, eight, nine. With carry on now, he'll probably get 10 targets, honestly. So he's definitely someone that's a volume play. Um, he's more of a slot receiver than a running back. You know how good. Yeah, uh, exactly. The, Bear, the Bears are really good against running backs, but I mean, slot, be, you know, they'll be viable to put up some points there. True, yeah. I mean, yeah. The running back, the Detroit running backs probably aren't a good play. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt could be getting the majority of the carries in this game, honestly. <laughs> if we wanted to go expensive on other positions, you could get LeGarrette Blunt cheap. Could he, but I mean, he has not really had the volume. That's the only thing. No, I know, but I mean, who's going to be? I mean, uh, they're, this is this smells like a like a 50 plus Stafford <laughs> passing attempt game. Yeah. And yeah. the Bears are stout against the run, so they're going to be slaying it. Gunslinging at its Galladay is definitely the safest play, I think. Yeah, I mean, their only option is Zach Zenner. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this was this is a tough one to fill out a lineup for, honestly. This game. Yeah, going down. Um, if you want to be Taylor Taylor Gabriel. See, I was thinking him because he's had you know he's been playing really well, but against the Lions in week week ten, he had zero fantasy points. Ooh, at three targets. So that kind of scares me going into a, going into a Thursday night uh, Thursday day game. You know, short week. I don't know. It scares me a little bit, but the Panthers just got um, picked apart by uh, DJ Moore, um, who kind of plays that similar role to Taylor Gabriel. So I'm, I'm kind of like skeptical about what to think about him. Yeah, I mean, I think if we're look, if we're looking to fill a spot because he is, at, he's priced at 8700. Uh, he's definitely you can definitely play him, but I would just be kind of skeptical of. If he's gonna get that, because what scares me not so much is you know him getting zero points. You know that's whatever every receiver has those days once in a while, but it's more he only got three targets. You know that's the thing that kind of scares me the most. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. Um, so I ended up just com- like filling out a complete lineup. I have fourteen hundred dollars left, and I have Bears D at the captain, Kenny Galladay, Jordan Howard. Anthony Miller, Theo Riddick, and A. Rob, and I still have fourteen hundred dollars left. So we're not we're not thinking of QB then. We're not thinking Mitch at all. Oh no, nah. but I'm just saying I quickly filled it out. I'm like, oh, there's still like, I mean, I have fourteen hundred dollars left. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you can spend more more money than you think with this Bears defense as as the captain. That's yeah. true. Wow. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch against the Lions in Week Ten. 355 yards, three TDs, no interceptions. He had 39 fantasy points that day. So, you know, you know the Matt Nagy offense is clearly worked against the Lions. So. <laughs> the solid. Has. I think, yeah, I think Mitch is definitely – I think Mitch should definitely be in the lineup, I feel like, just based off of the numbers alone. Oh, Mitch had a rushing touchdown in that game too against Detroit. He does like playing against them. Yeah, so I think he's definitely got to be. Yeah, I could. He's got to be in consideration. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think we should slot him in there for sure. Um, I mean, he's he is the oldest trend of this podcast, so he, he is. I mean, we kind of got to put him in on Thanksgiving. He should sponsor us. That's what he should really. Yeah, he should. <laughs> all right, so we, if we put all right, so we have Bears D. Kenny Galladay, A. Rob Trubisky. Do you want to put in um, Theoretic? Probably, I'd say so. Just because he's—I mean—he's gonna get a lot of—he's gonna get a lot of action this week. He's gonna play a lot of snaps. Yeah, the Lions scare me, man. <laughs> they do. I know. I hear you. It's hard to pick other Lions guys other than Galladay, honestly. What about Gabriel? Did we say Gabriel? We did say Gabriel. Did say now, Gabriel. what about this? What do we think of the kicking game of both got of both teams? I was actually thinking that too. You I can play. Was... You can play kickers and cap. I know Prater. So, I'm I'm really scared of Parky after that. I'm scared. Dude, yeah, no, no. Yeah, fuck Parky. I would definitely go Prater if we're gonna go kicker. Right, uh, plug in the kicker. Right now we have twelve thousand left. Let's plug in the kicker, and we have eighty six hundred. We could put in Tariq Cohen. Exactly fifty thousand. Oh, there perfect. you go. Perfect. There's your lineup. <laughs> See, you know that's why we do this, people. 
All right, so our uh, our full lineup for the 12:30 game, which is the Bears Lions. We have Bears defense as our captain leading the way. Um, they get, like we said before, the one and a half times the price, one and a half times the points. Tariq Cohen playing RB, Kenny Galladay, Matt Prater kicking the ball for Detroit, A. Rob as the number one option for Trubisky, and then the man himself, Trubisky. Exactly fifty thousand dollars. Sounds like money to me. Sounds like absolute money to me. All right. Um, so we covered that game pretty quickly. Let's uh, let's move on to that second game, which is, in a, oh, honestly, another disgusting matchup. Ugh. 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 I can't believe I got to watch arguably my two most hated NFL franchises other than the Patriots play on Thanksgiving. Oh, everybody hates the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. They don't because <laughs> uh, everybody hates them. Yeah, so, all right. Oof. Yeah, Cowboys, Redskins. No Alex Smith for the Cowboys. I I think you might have to go D. You know, Cowboys D here. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Cowboys D is kind of legit. They're pretty good, man. Especially going up against Colt McCoy at home. And they played very well, I will say, against the Redskins. Against against. Yeah, I think this. I'm smelling a blowout possibly in this game. So I think. Definitely, the Cowboys D is probably at play against. Let me see, against the Redskins in Week Seven, they gave up. Let's see, fourteen points. They had one sack, no picks or fumble recoveries, and they gave up, or they ended up with two fantasy points that day. But now you're taking Alex Smith out of the out of the equation. And you know, do you, you? I think that's a better. You know, they're primed for a better week this week against the Redskins without Alex Smith. I mean, that's a huge game changer. Yeah, no, I agree. I like. I think their defense is gonna have a big day. Yeah, see, I like the Cowboys' defense because I think they're really good. But are they really good for fantasy? Not really. I, it's just I hear you. They don't. They don't force a ton of turnovers. They don't force turnovers. Um, I mean. I don't know. I just feel like at, at the captain's position, we need some someone or some you know someone to get a lot of points. I know? think I think the Cowboys might have a big day throwing the ball too in this game. I think their offense is starting to click a little bit. It looks like, and I really hate Washington's secondary. I think they can you can move the ball so easily against them. They find ways. They have like so many fluky plays on defense where they'll force a turnover or something. But you can move the ball pretty easily against them. Um, Mari Cooper, possibly. He's looked pretty good for them. Yeah, I, I would say Mari Cooper definitely is. You know, he's pretty much – he went in there and became their top receiver right away. Yeah. I mean, if we're if we're not going to – I think the obvious choice, if captains, if we're, you were going to spend the money is uh, Zeke. But yeah, we don't want to, you know, have Zeke be – our captain. So I think Amara Cooper's probably the next best play. You know, or you can take a chance on Colt McCoy, honestly. But. Oh no. <laughs> I don't let's not do that. <laughs> I don't know. I love me some Colt McCoy. He is ugly to watch, man. He's a better runner. That's all he tries to do. He's like hey, thirty five he, years old. All he tries to do is drop back there and scramble. He's about as reliable as a backup as you get in the NFL these days. Oh God, yeah. He actually is. I shouldn't hate him too much. Oh. All right, do we want to risk it to get the biscuit with the Cowboys D? 
I I kind of like the Cowboys D better than the other options we threw out there. I mean, I say Cooper. I didn't. I, I think putting that. Cowboys D definitely just allows us to have Zeke in the lineup, which is seems the most important thing to do here. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I say definitely Cowboys D then. Mm. All right, Cowboys D, and I'm already slotting in Zeke. All right, so how much we got left? Twenty nine two. So average yeah. of seventy three hundred per player. I would load up more on Cowboys. I think in this game. Yeah, I think the quarterback to own is Dak as well. Yeah, I think we we should put Dak in there. All right, that gives us an average of 6,467. What about just because Colt McCoy will be starting in this game, what about Dustin Hopkins, the kicker? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, you got to – Indoors. You got to think is that, A, it's indoors, yeah, and you're pretty much hoping that you're pretty much betting on Colt McCoy, you know, those drives stalling in Cowboys territory. I don't think there's going to be any drives. Uh, see, I think you're – I think you're – Am I underselling Colt? I think you're – I think you are. I think Colt's going to play oh. better than you think. Uh, now, I'm saying I don't think he'll play great, but I think he'll play a lot better than you think. I'm smelling a Matt Flynn type of Thanksgiving Day performance. You think Colt McCoy, the backup QB special? Matt Flynn just straight up stole money from the seat. <laughs> I knew that would be a great name for you. He just he just stole money. 500, 500 He stole money wherever he went against Matt the Flynn. Lions in Week 17. Yeah. Oh, what a great day that was! <laughs> Bring me back to those Packer days. Oh my God! Oh, no, all right, no Packer games. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. You know what? I, you know, I'm going to slide Hopkins in here. All right. All right. Let's see what it does for us. Because I actually think Dom's right. I think Cole McCoy is better than uh, – he needs more respect. Put some respect on oh. Dane Morris. He did win there, actually. I heard this today. And I forgot. You remember he won a Monday night game there? Monday night football. Yeah. Fall break. Yeah, Dallas was actually really good. Fall break. I think Dallas, in your Dallas year. won 12 games that year. They did. Yeah. And they, yeah, that was with Romo still playing. I think like Romo got hurt in that game too, and it ended up being like Brandon Whedon versus Colt McCoy down the stretch. He was out for two quarters, Romo. Yeah, that's what it was. That's right. And Whedon and McCoy were duking it out on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Oh my God. Middle of October, fall break. I do remember that. You know what's so awesome about this game? Uh, Colt McCoy, even though he's the starting quarterback on one of the teams, he's only 8,200 in this format mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we if you guys want to throw mccoy in there let's fuck it let's do it you're, you're selling me <laughs> go right, go, so, go two quarterbacks look look i mean hey we could get them like who else are we gonna put in here i mean i don't know about jordan reed look or i have easily or ap even i mean their run game is you know their lines hurt and dallas stuffs the run does ap have enough in the tank though to come back I'm, there's i don't I, like ap in this game does does ap have enough to come back on a short week and have a good game. That yeah. scares me about him. Probably not. Well, I was able to actually fit both um, Jordan Reed and Cole McCoy in there with $200 to spare. Hmm. And Jordan hmm. Reed is his best tar- is his favorite target. I mean, it was last yeah. week anyway. <laughs> yeah. In the For short the amount of time. Quarter and a half that he played. <laughs> I mean, he went bananas last week. He had seven or seven, 71 yards I... and a touchdown. I don't know. There's something about like when the backup QB comes in and like he's like a veteran, he knows what to do, and like the defense, the other team they haven't prepared for him, they're all thrown off. 
I don't know. I mean, he's okay. He makes stuff happen because he can move a little bit. So, I, I, I think, I think Jordan Reed should definitely be in there because I always just this is just me. I feel like the tight end becomes the, the biggest position for a backup quarterback. Yeah, um, you know, because short yards usually very good pass catchers nowadays in the NFL. So, I think Jordan Reed's definitely got to be in there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Unless uh, we want to keep going Cowboys, I slide in Amari Cooper, and we have 6,800 left, and there's not much after that down there. It's Cole Beasley at 6,600, and then it's the Dallas quarter Dallas backup quarterbacks. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Cooper freaking yeah. Rush. Yeah, Cooper that. Rush. I mean, well, I don't know. Oh, my God. $100. Cooper Rush. <laughs> Oh my God! The da- he's the Dallas backup. Yeah. Who the hell is that? Who knows? Oh God! <laughs> backup QBs are just a carousel. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, I think I would rather. Oh, I don't know. What if I slide an AP? Then it gives us seventy four hundred. Yes, the same exact option. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather Jordan Reed and Cole McCoy and at that at that. Room. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I agree. I agree. All right, let me slide them in. Yeah, two hundred dollars to spare. That's not too bad in this format. Um, it's just the numbers are so fluctuated. It's it's, it's really weird to get an exact fifty thousand dollars. I'm surprised we did that in the other game. <laughs> so right now we're looking at Cowboys. Diaz, the captain. Hopefully they turn to you know have some turnovers this week. Uh, Zeke, who's I mean Zeke. It's not really much to say. Uh, <laughs> Dustin Hopkins, hopefully uh, get some uh, some deep field goals here. Um, stays consistent with his PATs, doesn't miss any of those, unlike the rest of the scrub kickers in the NFL. Um, Cole McCoy, hopefully he does something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Dak, I think Dak should have a good day. I do too, yeah. Everyone has good days against Washington. Yeah, and then uh, wrap it up, Jordan Reed. Hopefully, it's just a security blanket for Cole McCoy and uh, finds the end zone, and that's all you can really hope for. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's the perfect lineup. All right, yeah, and if uh, if we have any changes, we'll uh, we'll put them in the article um, that we're going to put out. Uh, should be out Wednesday night or Thursday morning, really early. So, if there's any changes, we'll obviously. Let the world know of those changes. Um, all right, let's uh, let's slide on over to that Thursday night game, which is a little more exciting, anyway. Yeah, uh, this, this game should be the best one, I think. So, for our captain spot, we're expecting the Saints to score a lot of points, right? Yeah, obviously. So, I think for our captain spot, we got to go Will Lutz. The kicker at the captain spot. Ooh! Oh my goodness! You would love the kicker. Well, think of this. Think I of, really like that, Tom. If if we're if we're if the Saints are scoring a lot of points, that means there's going to be a lot of extra points. That's a point, you know, for every made one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, lots. Lots is a good kicker too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's got to be. I think your play for the captain spot is uh, lots. I guess I don't disagree. <laughs> it's just funny that we have another kicker in there. You have to have the, the kicker. 
sometimes makes or breaks your team. No, I know, yeah. especially in a week like this. So, and this type of format, you know, your kicker could outscore some receivers. <laughs> so, yeah, this is probably. this is what you need is you know the kickers that are D in your. They're going to score a lot of points too. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's do it. <laughs> All right, conventional week anyway. I mean, yeah, I agree, Dom. I think the Saints could easily – I think they could literally easily put up 61 points. Oh. The 60-point game is coming in the NFL. This I game might as well be the Saints. I think it's this Thursday night. I think they're going to score 60. This game might score more points than uh, last night's game. Because, no. I mean, oh, say, say what you want about the Falcons, but – they still uh, Matt Ryan can still throw the ball. Julio Jones is having a much better season now. Uh-huh. Calvin Ridley, I mean, I haven't really heard much of him. He's kind of disappeared. But, you know, <laughs> this is going to be another one of those shootouts like we saw yesterday. But I just don't think – like, even yesterday's game, the defense has played all right, even though there were 100 and whatever points scored. But there's yeah. still pressure and there's still picks. And, you know, Mahomes had however many, two fumbles and all that. So – I just don't think there's going to be as good of defense, so there's going to be a lot more points this week. It's going to be point, you know, drive after drive with, with points. So, yeah, this that's kind of how it was the first time these two teams played back in like September. I think it was, New Orleans won an OT like forty, four, it was like forty three thirty seven or something like that too. It was and forty. That, it was forty three thirty seven. Yeah, that's what it was. The score. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I, I thought I remembered that. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't score just as much, if not more again. I mean, it's again, it's indoors, it's on turf. These two offenses are – say, I mean, yeah, Atlanta's not a very good team. They can't stop anybody, but they'll score points, especially against, you know, a team that they know that they can score on and they've done it before. Yeah, so I actually just did a really quick lineup. I literally clicked at the top three names and then looked for two down the line. Will Lutz as the kicker, as the captain. Tevin Coleman, Julio Jones, Alvin Kamara, Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas. $100 left. Wow. Wait, Thomas Kamara, Jones. Traquan Smith, Tevin Coleman. Traquan Smith and Tevin Coleman. That's pretty good. Because who got the other guys in there? Yeah, QB, Shaw, Bridgewater. I don't love Ridley. Um, ooh, no Ingram. Is there any way we can get him in there? Or no. Uh, come- I know what I'm saying. I did that so quickly, like without even really looking at names. I kind of just looked yeah. Well, that's 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 good. I hit the I mean, top three names. That's, very, that's really good. I hit the top three names, which was Thomas, Julio, and Kamara, and then it just shot me down to how much money was left, basically. And I was like, oh right. wow, Traquan Smith and Tevin Coleman. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that. that but uh, I mean, yeah, if you want to sacrifice one of those top guys between Julio, Kamara. And Thomas, who would you really sacrifice there to play you know, either Drew Brees or Matt Ryan? Maybe well, maybe Kamara. But Kamara had a huge game against Atlanta back early in the season, didn't he? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Ingram wasn't playing yet. so I, I think we just stick with that lineup. That lineup sounds deadly. <laughs> that lineup does sound deadly. Just Ingram has been really, really good recently. And I'd hate to miss out on a couple of his touchdowns. Yeah, I was also considering maybe sliding in – the other kicker, Matt Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What have what have we become? Uh, I don't know, but if you slide in Matt Bryant, you can actually spend. Uh, you you have ninety one hundred left for either Matt Ryan or Mark Ingram. <laughs> oh, for Ryan? 
That's actually, I'd almost rather have Ryan now. Yeah, that does sound good too. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if we're expecting points, the kickers are both really good plays. Yeah. Yeah, but th- what if this turns into like what happened against the Eagles? I don't think it will because I think the Atlanta's defense is, I mean, Atlanta's offense is a little bit better, but than the Eagles. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the Saints just look like the best team ever. They do. Jeez, I mean, uh, I think Atlanta Atlanta will put up a much better showing than the Eagles did, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, there's no slowing down New Orleans, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely not. Like I said, I really think they have a legitimate shot at putting up 60 points this week. Yeah, it's – what if you took Michael Thomas out, replaced him with – replaced him with Drew Brees? Okay. All right. You put Coleman in there, and that leaves you with 7,900, right? Yeah. Now you have your option of Ridley. You got Sanu. You got Austin Hooper. Ah. I mean, Austin Hooper has been having much better. Yeah, he's been doing – he's been decent as of late. You know, um, but because Breeze, you know – if there's one person to sacrifice, I think it might be Michael Thomas, just because. Oh, Breeze really? is going to be Breeze is just going to get all the all those same points and more. So. Oh, but yeah, I don't know. Thomas has been that guy is fucking unbelievable. What do you guys think uh, about that uh, that Kirkwood kid? Oh my god! Yeah, I had no idea who the hell he was <laughs> out there. You know, I mean, uh, the Eagles did have. We do have a practice squad level secondary out there right now with all the injuries we have. But, yeah, I mean, it seemed like he was getting, you know, getting involved anytime he wanted to. Yeah, him and, him and Austin Carr were uh... – Yeah, and, I mean, Smith was really the guy that – I mean, he had a career day. Obviously, he was only a rookie, but that was certainly the best game of his career so far. Yeah, I mean, if you take a shot on one of them, it's like – let's see, let me put in uh, – let me put in Carr. I think Carr is uh... – you know, Austin Carr. That gives you twenty five hundred. I mean, twelve thousand five hundred left. Put in Michael Thomas, and you still have eleven hundred left. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let's do. I would say let's do that. Yeah. All right. Wait. So all, who are all of our guys? Let's all Saints and Julio. <laughs> yeah. All Saints and Julio. Thomas, Breeze, Kamara, Carr, Kamara, and Kamara. Julio Jones. <laughs> wow. I like that. That's a pretty neat lineup. Yeah, and you still have eleven hundred left. Screw it. I, I say screw that eleven hundred and put those you know, plug that lineup in. What about taking a shot at Taysom Hill? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Jeez, that'd be funny. <laughs> Maybe he'll get his first uh his first score, his first rushing touch. He threw an ugly pass against the Eagles last week. He likes I mean, I know they usually they run him, but they put him in for a passing play, and he threw an ugly-looking football. Peyton was like, he got the silence. He's like, dude, what, what the hell happened there? Yeah, it was, <laughs> he, he can only run. <laughs> yeah, that was not pretty. All right, so are we really about to agree on, like, all Saints and then Julio? Yeah. I think Julio's might be the only viable option, honestly. That's a fun lineup. I say we do it. Yeah, I say we do it. 
All right, I'm sold. <laughs> Word. I'm sold. All right. Um, real quick, we'll run through the games again. Um, predictions for the early game, Morse. Who you got? Uh, I like Chicago. I think they're rolling right now. Detroit's just not very good. They got a win last week, but that's an, that was an ugly game. I think Chicago's playing with confidence right now. Won't be the most high scoring, but I'm going to go Bears 24-17. Yeah, I not only do I think the Bears win, but I also need them to win. You know, I kind of want them to run away with the division right now to leave that, you know, to let the Packers, you know, do their thing, get to the wild card. So I think the Bears have a good game, you know. Definitely. The only thing is, I think because it's a 1230 game, is an early start time or 1230 Eastern time. Uh, you know, it's going to be a similar, you know, closer closer game. Probably I go 24 20 Bears. Yeah, I like the Bears too. Um, I'm an optimist. I think it's going to be 30 to 20 Bears. I think Mitch Trubisky's going to light it up. Mitch, lighting them up. I like I it. I mean, yeah, Detroit's defense, eh, all right early short week you know so yeah i got bears 30 20 so we all got the bears um let's move on to that ugly middle game against the nfc in the nfc least um (laughs) uh cowboys redskins morris who you got uh i mean i hate to say this but i think dallas looks like the most formidable team in this division right now all of a sudden after Two weeks ago, we thought they were ready to implode the entire organization. Um, I think I've been on the record. I think Washington, they, they blow. Um, <laughs> there's a chance they don't win another game for the rest of the year. I know you guys like McCoy, but I don't know. I'm not seeing it in this game. I think Dallas is playing with some swagger now, especially on defense. Dak's finding this groove. Uh, I think the boys roll. I'm going to go Cowboys 34, Skins 17. I think. I think this comes down to the wire. I think it comes down to a last-minute drive by the Redskins. But I don't think they get to pull this one out. I think it's going to be 27-24 Cowboys. I'm going to change my score. I'm going to go touchdown last, 27-10. Still a 17-point victory. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to – I think it's uh, 27-24 uh, Cowboys. But I think Cole McCoy plays really well this game. And I think he plays really well because no one is expecting him to play well against the Dallas uh, defense that kind of gets after the QB. But I think that just bodes wetter, wet, better for him. Uh, yeah, so it should be a good game. I hope. I really hope the Cowboys do lose because I just don't like the Cowboys, but I think they win this game. Yeah, so I'm going to be the outlier here. I think Cole McCoy pulls this one off. Ooh. Oh, man. No way. 27-23 Redskins. Oh, God. Another another victory in, in Jerry World for Colt? It wouldn't surprise me, honestly, but I just don't know if Colt really has the weapons that he needs to pull it off. He is a Texas guy going back home. <laughs> I should take that into consideration. I will never pick the Cowboys, so that, <laughs> that's uh, – I'm going with the Washington football team, 27-23. Yep. <laughs> All right, and then the uh, – Showdown in the Dome. Morris, what you looking at for this one? Well, this is the the, the marquee game of the day, I think, no doubt. Um, we just covered it. There's going to be a shit ton of points. Um, you know, every time these two teams meet up, not just this season. I feel like this has been a decade-long thing now at this point with Ryan and Breeze. They like to put up a lot of points on each other. Um, and it usually comes down to the wire. I think Atlanta's going to play New Orleans tough this week. 
um, on a short week. Um, I still, you know, I can't pick against the Saints in the Superdome. They're the best team in football, I think, right now. But I do think Atlanta gives them a good game. Uh, I'll go 38-31 Saints. Oof. I think the Falcons. I think they pull this one off. Oh. I think that they really have nothing to play for, uh, you know, at this point in the season, you know, with uh, the Saints. And then you also have the, the Panthers there. So there's really nothing to play for for them. Uh, they're kind of on the outside looking in. And that's probably the most dangerous team to play at this late in the season as a team that has really nothing to lose. So I think this is a 42-38 Falcons win. Jeez, I can't. They're not. I don't think they're going to actually win. It's it's conceivable, I guess. They do need the game too, to to have any chance to stay in the wild card race. But I think New Orleans. I, I think I could see them running the table and going fifteen and one. Uh, I I I don't. Know, I just see the Falcons pulling this one out. They've had a, they've had a lot of clunkers lately, but there's something about that game against the Saints where they just show up and ball out. <laughs> So we'll see. Yeah, I hear your theory. I get that. Yeah, I, this is one of my favorite games each and every year. Watching these two teams play, like I'm, I always feel like this game ends up being on national TV at mm-hmm. some point, and I love, I love it. They both play in the domes that are like crazy loud and stuff, so it's always fun. Uh, but yeah, I think I want the Falcons to win. I just don't think they're going to. I think. I think the Saints are going to score 56 points. 56 oh. for the Saints, 48 Oof. for the Falcons. Oof. Higher scoring than last week? Is that, that might be one point less, I think, the Monday night game to me. Uh, it'll be a couple points, a couple points shy. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like a couple points shy. So, yep, 56 48. <laughs> Saints over the Falcons. Let's make it happen. Absolute shootout. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. So, so before we before we end, I got a quick twi- trivia question for you guys. In the time that Tim Tebow was a Florida Gator, right? Mm-hmm. There's one player playing on Thursday that backed him up at QB. Oh man, who is that player? He's playing is does he still play quarterback? He does not, but he is playing on Thursday. Taysom Hill? No. Uh oh yeah, that was uh, wait a minute. Did he and he backed up Tebow. He was a he was a quarterback backup while at the while at the University of Florida while Tim Tebow was there. Oh, this one's gonna stump me, man. Was it Austin Carr? Who? Was it Austin Carr? No. Wow. All right, Dom, you stumped us. Yeah, I am stumped. Any last guesses? Wait, I gotta. Uh, I want to remember this now. He's got to be a little older, obviously, because Tebow. That was like a decade ago now. Yeah. Um. Damn, it's hard to choose from with the six teams. You really gotta think. And he doesn't play QB anymore. Does not play QB anymore. Ah, oh, I'm trying to think. Who went to Florida? Oh, wait a minute. Trey Burton? He 
Trey Burton was a backup QB at oh, the but University he wasn't there Park, with Tebow. But he was not there with right. Tim Tebow. All right, that's my one good guess. Forget it. It's right, I get nothing now. Tino? I don't know, dude. <laughs> it is the Washington Redskins tight end, Jordan Reed. Oh, ah! my God. <laughs> he did play quarterback. Right. Oh. I knew it was one of the Florida guys. I was about to say, I knew it was him because he was going to end up being Colts backup at the end of the game last week because they only had two QBs rostered. Yep. He was he was brought he was recruited, so he was a freshman Tebow's junior year. And they also had John Brantley, the legend, the University of Florida. Uh and they brought Jordan Reed in as a freshman after Cam Newton had transferred from the University of Florida. So there's your trivia question for this Thursday Thanksgiving special. That was a good one. That was definitely a good one. I think we should introduce a trivia question each and every week. Um, that Yeah. I was thinking about it on my way home from work, and I go, well, who can I get them with? <laughs> there you go. Oh, all right. Well, that's it, folks. We've covered all the teams for Thanksgiving. Um, we will be back Friday. Um, it might just be Dom and myself. Morris is a busy man. I am a busy man after Thanksgiving. We'll see if I can. Yeah, it's a, it's a big holiday. If Morris can squeeze some time in there, he'll join us. But me and Dom are going to run through the Sunday slate of games as well as the Monday night game um, and give you your picks for uh, for DraftKings um, on the Sunday slate. But now you have the captain's modes for Thanksgiving. We want to wish you a happy holiday and enjoy your time off and enjoy some quality football as well as college basketball. Ah, yes. Can't forget about that. Big college basketball weekend. And definitely enjoy the football, too. Love Feast Week. And the college football. Great, great, great sports weekend in general. West Virginia, if you are a college football fan, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Friday night. Ooh, that's a doozy. That is a doozy. That's a game. There's some other decent ones, too, but that's the best one. Will Greer and Kyler Murray, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, also, Notre Dame about to clinch the playoffs, beating USC. Go Notre Dame. Oof. Well, the Irish, I think they're going to get waxed by whoever they play in the playoff, but good for them. <laughs> it be, it be, it's going to be Clemson right now, unless Clemson barring a Clemson collapse. But, Ooh. yeah. That's we'll all see. we can hope for here. All right, fellas. All right. Great job, everyone. See you next week. Actually, see you Friday. Never mind.